Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Press YYZ. Is it episode 11? I thought that it's episode 12. Hmm. It's 12, I'm pretty sure. Mitch, why did you mess up the number of this episode? I didn't update that part of the doc. This is our first live episode. We're on Twitch. Everybody's watching us. The world is rejoicing. The coronavirus is fading from the public consciousness. No, it's and not. It's the wrong episode. Just what is wrong with you, man? You're really dropping the ball here. I hate you guys so much. This is your one-stop shop where we bring you all the best video game news and discussion with a uniquely Canadian twist. You can find us on Twitter at PressYYZ, where we appreciate any feedback you may have. This week, we're going to talk about Cooking Mama and something else that uh, Mitch's cursor is currently obscuring uh, in Cooking the Google Mama Doc that I'm more. reading from. And more. Oh, great. I was and ready. I, I, and wrap things up with a roundtable discussion of our biggest gaming regrets. I'm your host, Alexander Kazina, and I'm joined today by Mitch George. I hate you guys so much right now. By the head in the clouds, AJ Fraser. What's up, guys? By the baby, Alexander Ballant. I've, uh, because I'm not going to school anymore, I've been, I've been demoted. Hi, everybody. And finally, by the father of us all, Nathan McKernery. Which I don't know that I'm still pronouncing that name correctly. I think I'm the only one who's gotten it right. <laughs> McInerney. McInerney. There it is. Can I like oh. write your like the phonetic pronunciation of your name in the Google Doc? Uh, I think uh, your mic is muted. I think. Yeah. <gasps> oh no. Well, we didn't say right to at the lying. top uh, that we were going to have a perfectly airtight uh, stream that was free of any slipshots <laughs> or mistakes. It's not so, the first I time, suppose, and it won't be the last. Certainly not the last time. We did say this. Was Can you scripted. hear me? That is true. That is true as well. And in fact, everything that we're saying right now is actually entirely scripted. We're acting like we had a boo-boo on accident when in reality, we all just, you know, like I said, we're all reading from the Google Doc. And Remember, they can see the video. They can see Nathan tinkering with all his stuff, at least if they're watching us live, is which is new for us this good week. Actor. Art is a lie. A nothing is real. Well, hmm. Can you guys Ernie, hear me or it. am I out? It, you heard, it, it, yeah, I heard Ernie as well. <laughs> I wait. Bert, hold on a second. Me, Bert? Hold on a second. Did his mic get muted because I said his name incorrectly? Hopefully, maybe. If we, I bet that if we listen back to all the previous shows where th this sort of thing happened, it was always after one of us was like, "Hey, McInerney, hello, uh, what's going on?" Macaroni. That's just. Oh my we God! Never his, his mic is right. muted. Hey, can you hear me? <gasps> He's back. Hey! All right. Thank God. Woohoo! Say something else. Oh no. Yes. We can, okay. in fact, hear you. Sorry, gentlemen. Okay. We're off to a rolling start here, fellas. Cut this out of the live feed. <gasps> this is all staying in, by the way. We could restart if you want. I feel like this is part of the trend. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, uh, as you've probably, uh, you may be watching this after the fact on podcast services. However, Listening there's a good to. chance uh, that is true. Uh, you can watch it in your mind's eye on podcast services, Mitch. You do realize that, right? That is entirely fair. All right. You may be listening to this after the fact on podcast services. However, you might also be watching it live here on Twitch. Uh, we thought from the beginning of us putting together the show that it would be cool if we could stream ourselves live when we first record these episodes. And... Uh, 
yeah, I finally got off my ass and I finally made a cute little Twitch graphic uh, thing for us to uh, show off how pretty our faces are when we do this podcast. I am way into it. It's really good. So just to go back to what we were trying to say, this week we're going to talk about some news around Cooking Mama and how that's really, really weird. And our topic of the show is going to be a round of round table where we're going to each talk about our biggest gaming regrets. There. Indeed. Now it's complete. Now for the record, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that outside of the part after Cooking Mama, uh, where I was supposed to say and more, that I actually said that part of the show perfectly correctly. Whatever. (laughs) All right. Let's just move on. As you can see, our streaming setup and way that we're presenting ourselves has greatly improved, but our tempers have not. Not so, but <laughs> by talking amongst each other, talking about what we've been doing over the past week, I'm sure that we can improve our appreciation of each other. What have we been up to? <laughs> Don't everyone talk at once. Well, I'll start because it's the same thing I was up to last week, plus two review games that I had to play. Let's talk about some Animal Crossing. Hell yeah, oh, let's talk yeah. about them nips. How many nips talk about. Yep. How many nips did you sell? I sold $2 million worth of nips leading me to a profit of about um i've got about 12 12 million in my bank account Holy with a two and a half million loan paid off yeah i uh i paid i think it was like 1.5 at 94 each and i ended up walking away with uh over 10 million so i finally got to a million yesterday when we all went to an island that aj gave us from one of his friends and can we just talk about how i had no issues i got i got into and out of that island i sold my one batch of turnips made my two million and i was content well lucky you because oh my god animal (laughs) crossing online is an absolute clusterfuck holy shit it's really bad nintendo seriously drop the ball with their online features for this game. So Co- cozy to, ca- to catch you up here. Essentially what happens is every time someone oh, wants I to, know. And- oh, I do know. you? I, okay. I, well, I, for- you don't think that I don't read all of your messages on discord <laughs> of you guys going over this shit. And I'm like, oh man, I hope that something serious hasn't happened. There are like 69 unread messages. Oh no, it's nice. just more animal crossing for our listeners and viewers who don't know. Every time you enter or exit someone else's town, everyone has to quit out of every menu they're in, and it stops and loads for, I want to say, two minutes? 30 seconds? No, it's longer than it's, that. I think it's like 30 seconds. It's around it's around 30 to a minute, I would say. When somebody wants to join and when somebody wants to leave, nobody is allowed to be in a menu. You have to be doing nothing so that they can stop, save the game, load the person in load the map onto their switch i guess and then the person can play around in the same world and while this is happening just... every person has to watch the airplane fly in to the airport and it's just grueling especially when you have a high traffic island that has really good nip prices mm-hmm. can I we stop calling make... them that please never nips for no. life <laughs> we're, we're gonna milk that until the end we're gonna milk podcast with nips. children Milk the nips. Only one. Hashtag milk the nips. My wife does not appreciate the nips, by the way. She 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 would prefer we don't call it nips, I was told. Yeah, I'm sure mo- any female listeners or viewers we have have immediately tuned out of this. 
because that's really generous to think that you that we have meat blockers. Apparently, you can nip any, you can at, milk anything with a nipple. So at least at the beginning of this stream, my fiance was listening. I don't know if she's there anymore. She's, and on, get a she text was only and, here because she loves you. Well, yeah. So that's probably why most of the people are here. Everyone loves us. Come on. Can we fe- can we have How some can female uh, female listeners reach out to us and tell us whether you prefer or don't prefer the term nips and we'll go with that that's so fair. how about that so yeah animal crossing online is broken and final fantasy 7 remake is goddamn beautiful oh yes it is oh my god i spent my entire weekend playing this game and it's just if nothing else comes out this year it's my game of the year bar none Ooh. it's really it's, really good yeah it's quite fantastic i am a person who is literally never given a shit about final fantasy in his entire life i've never played any of them i've never had any interest in playing them they all looked very not my style but it was because of that free demo on the playstation on the playstation store that just got me to buy the game because it was so good and i was like this is amazing and oh my god it's been so worth it I mean, I'm in the same boat. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. The closest I got was Kingdom Hearts, which has a more convoluted story than Final Fantasy VII. And it's... I I don't... I This game is incredible. Like, if you had told me this wasn't a single part of a game, I would say, okay, this is a game that had a, a conclusive beginning, middle, end, and set up for a sequel. That's it. Has, it it does not feel played? like a part of something. It's just, it's I, a great standalone game. It plays beautifully. The mechanics are awesome. The visuals are mind-blowing. It looks better than the anime movie they put out 10 years ago, uh, Advent Children. It's has incredible. Any, has anybody played 15, and, like, how does it compare to that? Anybody? I actually would love to know no. this because I because I've been getting I'm pretty close to well I'm about halfway through the game and I'm like kind of already feeling like oh I want to not play as much because I don't want it to end and but then I'm like how many oh, hours I'm about 15 I would say okay so I finished my playthrough at about 40 hours okay and I'm already planning to go back to it to beat it on hard mode to get the platinum that's how much I love this game I don't want the experience to end yeah I um I was thinking like by the time that I finish it I'm like oh but if I get 15 will it be kind of close to being similar like will it be like close enough that I'll get like the same feelings again I don't know and so that's why I'd love to know about that if anyone's played 15. Yeah, I don't think any of us have played both 15 and 7 Remake. I think, Cozy, have you played 15? Okay, so early, but when we were setting up the show, uh, I said that I had this big gaming regret. This is not the regret I was talking about, but this is actually a pretty big gaming regret. I'm just going to say it right now because I think we were all just going to go and give one response uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, basically, when I was in living in Japan in late 2016... I purchased Final Fantasy 15 with the total intention of playing it to completion, and I just never got around to it. Hmm. Okay, well, fair enough. Did you did you play any of it though, Cozy? Yeah, like at all. Mm, I I did play like the so like for example when you're loading up the game and it isn't fully loaded, there's like an arena that you can <laughs> kind of mess around in. <laughs> so no, the answer is no. You haven't played the game. No. And it was like the thing that I want to kind of stress, right, is that when I was living in Japan, I did not have a lot of money at my disposal. And so me purchasing this, you know, AAA game digitally, I mean, one, it, you know, put pressure on my digital storage space in my PlayStation 4. I didn't have a 
uh, portable hard drive at the time, giving me more storage space. And two, it was a pretty, you know, it, it put a dent in my bank account at the time. So just to kind of stress, you know, why that was kind of a big deal and kind of a pretty big regret on my part. So is the plan to go back to it? Is it still on your hard drive? Uh, I think I deleted it, but I can obviously always re-download it. I don't know. Yeah, because I know I know you put out a Twitter poll for the next game you should stream, and I'm not going to say that I voted in it three times because I have three Twitter accounts, but oh. I definitely voted in it three times because I have three Twitter accounts, and I'm very much looking forward to watching you stream Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, it's I'll so say great. that much. Now, Mitch, very important question before we get off the Final Fantasy VII talk. Who is who is who is the waifu of this game? Is it Aerith? Is it Tifa? Or is it Jesse? It's a hundred percent Jesse. Oh, okay. That's a good answer. They're all good answers. I'm Team Jesse for sure. They're all great answers. Yeah, I but think, I'm. I Aerith. think the plant. I love Aerith. That's fair. She's adorable, and she, like <laughs> just the banter that her and Cloud have are great. I love how she's just constantly fucking with him. It's awesome. I'm interested to see how you feel about that when you finish the game. And I'm hoping that between you, myself, and Cozy, when we've all finished it, that we can sit down and just do a one-off spoiler cast of Final Fantasy VII Remake and just spoil the crap out of it. Because I need to talk about this with somebody. Yeah, I can spoil the game from that. 20 years ago if you guys would like. Please don't do that. I mean, I know I, one I, spoiler me, from 20 years ago. Too. That's it. I know, I know, me like too. the spoiler, but I want to try to avoid as much as I can about the remake because I know that there are some differences. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Please don't. All right, just thought I'd throw it out there for you guys. <laughs> you can just hold it against us. You can always have that threat on us because it's going to be like another five years before the sequel comes out. Yeah, and take that's only going to be like I, the next third of the game. I want them to take their time. This first one is so beautifully done that if it doesn't live up to this, I'll be disappointed. I'm more concerned so when we'll, we'll get Final I'd like Final Fantasy IX Remake. I don't know when we'll get that. Just give me more Final Fantasy VII, baby. Inject it into my veins. The uh, the only thing that I think is a little, a little off about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is... And I don't know if this will get fixed in, like, a patch or something, but there's a lot of, like, missing textures or, like, a lot of texture pop-in that I've noticed. But I, I, it doesn't really detract from the game itself, but it's something that I've noticed that, like, a lot of the environments are sometimes are missing, like, a lot of textures. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. Are you, You're playing on a base PS4, right? No, I'm playing on a Pro. On a Pro? Okay, yeah, yeah so am I. And I've noticed a few times, like, you can tell the difference between what is a rendered cutscene versus what's in-engine. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the in-engine cutscenes, you'll see some very low-res textures like logos and things like that that I found very off-putting. But ultimately, for me, it didn't detract from the experience. Yeah, but it was I, noticeable. I, I just want to chime in and say that the biggest reason why I didn't go ahead and pick this up at the moment, because, I mean, it's not like any of us have too much else to do in this time in the world, um, is because I still only have a base PS4. And it sounds like a jet engine, and I do not feel like burning my house down. <laughs> so, I mean, my PS4 Pro sounds like a jet engine when yeah, I'm playing this game, but I throw on noise-canceling headphones, and I don't notice. It's worth it. I got mine two years I ago, and it sounds like a jet engine. So, so AJ, actually, we've got a, a note in the chat saying, what the hell are you wearing on your head? Uh, of course, you brought it up. It's like you're Someone had to. Somebody had to. Um, so this is a... Um, a hat that I bought off Etsy back in 2011 or 2012, 
at some point after Skyrim came out, made in the image of the iron armor from Skyrim. Hmm. And uh, I, I was just so into the game at the time, and I just figured if this is our first uh, live episode, why not uh, start out with uh, something strong on my head? It's going to be very warm by the end of the night. I hope you know that. Yeah. It also stops me from touching my face, which I hear is what we're not supposed to do at this point. Yeah, that's so. also true. I think I've touched my face like 13 times since we started recording. So, Yeah. I pick my nose way too much normally without coronavirus, so it's probably better being live that I just wear this for now. <laughs> <laughs> that crack was perfectly timed. Um I want to talk a little bit about what I've been up to over the past week, if you, you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Please So, uh, first things first, I beat Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, what did you think? Yeah, what did you think? Uh, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think that certain developments towards the end of the game were a little bit rushed. Yes, I agree and with that. And I, 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 I kind of noted on this on Twitter already that like it feels like a like a very good first go at a new franchise that will be followed up by an even better sequel. Like you sometimes have these series, like I feel like Sly Cooper is a great example of this where yeah. the first entry in the Sly Cooper series is great, but compared to the second, second game, it feels kind of lesser than, and it's not because of a sense, you know, there was any laziness on the part of insomniac or in this case, respawn, but just because it's, you know, it's pretty apparent that perhaps they didn't have all the time in the world or all the resources in the world to implement every idea uh, to the fullest that it could have been or implement them, uh, period. And here's hoping that the sequel, the inevitable sequel, will make good on all that. The only thing I would like to say about Fallen Order is it falls into a trapping that Star Wars does a lot where with the ending specifically of just relying on iconic imagery and characters to do the heavy lifting of the like the emphasis like of the plot that I really I don't want to spoil it um but what they did I was just like really did you have to do that like every single almost every character in the game is original except for a few minor minor characters from like Rogue One and I was cool with their um them being in the game just because they were minor that it mm. didn't have to star wars is such an expansive world that you don't need to constantly be referencing things that we've already seen like we can have oh. other stories that are happening with completely different characters and i just felt like it was kind of like did you really have to do that in fallen order but besides that like i really did enjoy the game can i just say one thing not at all related to fallen order mm -hmm. in that the hallway fight at the end of rogue one with Darth Vader is probably the best fight scene in Star Wars franchise history. You don't Star want to Wars hear my opinions about Rogue One. I'm just going to say Rogue that. One is a good no, movie. No, it is not. In, it is a very yes, not is. good movie that yeah. is held together by an okay third act. It is better than any of the sequels gonna, and any of the prequels. Nope, Last Jedi is We're the gonna get best Gary Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. You can talk to him about that. We're going to have to talk uh, about this another yeah, time. Yeah, let's, let's not get it. I made a... At the beginning of this year, I made a... Uh, I made a uh, uh, New Year's um, resolution that I resolution. wasn't. Yeah, I, sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Um, I made a <laughs> New Year's. What we're here for? I made a New Year's resolution that I wasn't going to talk about Star Wars, and I've broken that so many times. I don't think I could count it on. I just don't think I could count how many times I've broken that. You've done it at least a dozen times on this show, and we only record once a week. 
I love I love um, Star Wars, but I also love to hate it. I want to move away from the dark sides and the Star Warses uh, for just a second and talk about the other game I've been playing this week, uh, which has been Rogue Legacy. So you might remember how last week, I, I believe that we didn't even talk about this game, uh, I played a little bit of Below. Um, the code for Below was provided to us by Pop Agenda, uh, friends of the show, I think. And basically, I tr decided to go into it blind just to see if that would make for a more pure experience, and I quickly got frustrated. And then after the fact, I looked into things and I quickly discovered, okay, so the deal with Below is that it's a sort of semi-procedural dungeon crawler where every kind of every time you die, your path is sort of uh, taken over by a new hero that arrives at the dungeon that Below takes place on, and basically when it came out people were really dissatisfied with its level of difficulty they thought it was just too punitive there's like a bunch of like survival mechanics in the game like for example needing to stay hydrated and needing to stay healthy that just really kind of grinded people's gears uh and i discovered that basically with the playstation 4 release of this game they had implemented a new explore mode that significantly kind of toned down a lot of the more difficult aspects of the game uh, and so I was getting ready to uh, check out the explore mode and have a more kind of concrete opinion of the game on this episode of the show until I was sitting down, you know, to download it on my PlayStation 4 and I was thinking, you know, I really do miss Rogue Legacy. I feel like Rogue Legacy did what this game is trying to do, but just way better. Sure, they also it's announced art. a sequel this week. Yeah, so like, and the thing is like, you know, art-wise, art sound-wise, it's not quite as good as Below. Like Below's, you know, graphics and uh, sound design are really, really impressive. But uh, Rogue Legacy does such a great job of, okay, you die, you instantaneously respawn as a new ear, and your ear is heading off into the castle. You know, comparatively, Below is just very kind of slow and plotting. Every time you enter into a new room, things slowly fade out. And then they fade in again. Your character slowly arrives on the, at the dungeon whenever they die on a new ship. I That instantaneousness of Rogue Legacy really appealed to me. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to re-download Rogue Legacy on my PlayStation 4. Picked up my save from 2016 when I beat the game. And basically am one trophy away now from platinuming it. Nice. Oh, nice. What's the last trophy? That uh, the last trophy is the most difficult trophy, and it's to beat the game uh, starting from scratch using only uh, 15 different ears, so basically dying only 15 times or less, mm -hmm. uh, without using the architect to lock down the dungeon. So the way that things work in Rogue Legacy is that um, the dungeon normally is randomized every time that you die. However, you can lock it down so that it resembles the uh layout of the way it looked when you were playing as your previous ear and basically for, to get this trophy i'm not allowed to do that oh yeah that's it's, what i've um, been wanting to get back to i actually earlier just before this podcast actually i pulled out and dusted off what is known as the playstation vita and plugged that yeah. bad boy in for the first time in a long time to give it a charge so i could jump into that yeah definitely like I've had such a blast getting into it. I've honestly been a little bit too addicted to it. I definitely need to curb my tendencies a little bit if I'm going to come out of this alive. But yeah, that game holds up incredibly well. And I was, I am so happy that I came back to it, even though it is slowly tearing me apart. Can we, 
Can I do something really different for a minute if we're wrapping up this section of the show? Yeah. Okay. So I want to do a live review, if that's cool. All right. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to live review what is a sought after, hard to come by product new to Canada that caused lines around the block while there were still allowed to be lines. That's White Claw. <laughs> Which, for whatever reason, social media went crazy about this thing last summer in the U.S. And for whatever reason, it came to Canada. People freaked out. But it's essentially just a hard cider or hard seltzer. So it's like um, what was the thing that came before it? Lacroix. It's like the evolution of Lacroix, right? This is better than Lacroix. This is actually pretty good. Well, I mean, but Lacroix was an alcoholic, right? So of course it's going to be better. Lacroix just tasted like. Like if you screamed pomegranate in another room and then drank some water or whatever. Don't you speak poorly of LaCroix. I've got some peach pear in the fridge right now, but this is actually really good. Like I've been trying to find alcoholic beverages that are a little lower in calories, um, just trying to slim down before the wedding. So I've been doing a lot. Like if I've wanted a drink, I've been doing like a sparkling water with a shot of vodka or, or, or like vodka sodas and things like that. This is pretty good. Not gonna <laughs> lie. That's my uh, review. The Twitch chat is not on your side. Okay, uh, that's fine. They're seems, allowed to be wrong. Like they find it underwhelming and do not like it. I mean, it it tastes like sparkling water. I drink sparkling water daily. That's that's all I needed out of it. It's good. I like it. All right. Well, with that utterly memorable review out of the way, it's time <laughs> for our weekly news dump. Uh, normally I would not like to hand the reins back over to Mitch after giving that riveting review, but I'm afraid that Mitch is the person that put together the weekly news dump for this week of news. That's a dump. So if you could guide us through this, I'd be incredibly appreciative. Ready, set, go. News drop. So now for the news. And the first bit of news is an update from last week where we talked about Cooking Mama, Cookstar. So we've got some more Cooking Mama drama in that uh, the publisher decided to release a game that the IP holder didn't want them to release. And we actually have an update from the IP holder, uh, Office Create, who are looking into legal action against wow. the publisher and have terminated the license use for Cooking Mama to Planet Entertainment. And we have actually, like, just before this show, there was an update on the Cooking Mama Cookstar Twitter account, which is not a verified account, but comes with Planet Entertainment letterhead. This story is just bonkers. So the statement from Planet Entertainment essentially reads that um, creative differences arose near completion of the game that were outside of the agreement between Planet Entertainment and Office Create. But by contract, Planet feels like they had the the rights to publish the game. And it kind of makes sense that the IP holder didn't want this to come out because reviews have started coming out for this game. IGN gave it a three. Wow. And right now it's sitting at a 45 on Metacritic from five reviews. Uh, I, I didn't read the review yet, so you'll have to guide me through this. Is the problem that the game is that it's just like, not very well polished and there's not just a lot of really compelling content or is it that it straight up doesn't work so this review was written by travis northup over at ign so go give it a click but hey, essentially travis. if i go into the summary 
Cooking Mama Cookstar is a stale, undercooked simulator that needed a lot of time in the oven. So it just sounds like, oh, hey, mm. actually, here, let me read his verdict. I don't like jumping to the end of reviews. The whole thing is worth reading. Yeah, it's fine. But it boils down to this. Cooking Mama Cookstar is bogged down by monotony, poor motion controls, nightmarish voice acting, and practically nothing new to offer. Whether it's the lack of consequences for failure, the obnoxious voice acting, the bland single-player modes, the lackluster multiplayer video games, or the complete lack of meaningful progression, Cooking Mama Cookstar is a tedious game that does almost nothing well. <laughs> Ooh, that's no, no, scathing. No, don't shake the baby. No, don't shake the baby. Yeah, this, this story just keeps getting better and better. It's so crazy. <laughs> I think we're going to be done hearing about it soon, though. I feel like it's hitting its, like, We've gotten too much news about it. You say that, but there's still a potential legal case that we're going to hear a lot about over the next who knows how long, because courts aren't really in session Fair. at the moment. So it is, this story could stretch out, and it's just bizarre. Like, we've never... We, like, last week we read about a developer that gave an interview with... I don't remember the pub, or the publication, but it was like... It wasn't a traditional games publication, but it's like, why would you reach out to what is not a games oh, outlet to talk yeah. about games and what give this it? scathing, like talking about how poorly things are being done on their side that they were novice developers in unreal and no one really knew what they were doing there's no way they could have hit bitcoin mining in it because no one at the company would have understood how to do that and they were just using buzzwords in their initial press releases this story is just insane it, was it cinema blend that they spoke with i can go find last week's show no it was something else anyways i can um, I'll go find the show notes from last week if you if you guys want to just talk about this let's move, move on, on. I think I mean I don't yeah unfortunately my experience with cooking mama is actually pretty limited so <laughs> I, I would I would love to say more about this because this is such a spectacular uh, dump of the story but you know unfortunately I don't have much else to say all right then we can move on uh, the next story is that Nintendo's released the latest version of their firmware for the switch and have finally allowed for migrating data from system memory to SD card memory and Damn. full controller remapping Ooh. that is something i'm super excited about yeah that's Why a feature that? that's a feature that's just been long missing that i think everything needs to have yeah like look at what xbox is doing with the adaptive controller and stuff like that just for accessibility alone uh being able to say hey listen i don't want i don't want jump on this button i want it on this other button instead can can change the game for for so many people and and give a lot more opportunities for for people to just have a good time and enjoy playing any game the big hubbub i saw about this on the internet was that people were just flipping the a and b button because nintendo is the only controller that has the confirm button be on yeah. the right instead of on the bottom yeah, but mm -hmm. I'm used to it. I'm not going to remap it or any. Of you guys thinking about it took me so long to get used to that, and it was such a problem when I switched between them. I've probably got it now, and if I tried to switch it back, I'd probably just be screwing it up the other way. So okay, so with PlayStation, circle and cross meant something, right? Because cross, the that's X a confirm. Was supposed to be, you know, cancel yeah. or don't. But here we saw it as. You know, X marks the spot, I guess. And that's just sort of how, you know, it, it worked over here. Yeah, it but was it, it was funny. That was sort of how things, like, if you go back to, like, PlayStation 1 games, I know I've gone back a few times to things like um, Digimon World or Digimon Trading Card Game, which were both yeah. phenomenal. 
but they have the confirm be the circle button and the back be the cross button because in Japanese uh, nomenclature, circle was like okay and X was yes, X'd yes out. Yes and no. Yeah, it's yes, yes and, and no. no. So it's interesting how that's changed over the years and how Nintendo, being a Japanese company, is really the only holdout to that design of A being on the right and not the bottom. Yeah, and it's, hmm. it's interesting that like Sony also being a Japanese company has decided to migrate more to like appeal to Western standards of how to, things are, how to be controls are. Go ahead, AJ. To be fair, when, when I'm not entirely sure they do that for Japanese release games. Fair um, I think they, because, you know, Jap in Japanese culture, it still means the original meaning. They, uh, they tend to stick with that. And I believe they just swapped them for us <laughs> dum-dums over here. Well, so I was just going to bring up when I was living in Japan and I used yes, to buy those visual novels for uh, PlayStation Vita games. Sorry, PlayStation yep. Vita visual novels. Um, when I would play those games, it took me a bit of time to wrap my head around, oh, I have to press the circle button to confirm a dialogue mm, choice, yeah. not the X button. Um Eventually, I mean, it was a relatively small, short amount of time that it took me to wrap my head around it, but that did throw me for a loop for a bit because it's, yeah, totally not the way it's done over here. Yeah, and you could see the same thing. Like, it's not like that was limited to just Digimon. That was just the first idea that came to head when, or came to mind when I was talking about that. I know, I think uh, the Metal Gear Solid series was originally that way. There's a lot of game, like most games on the PlayStation 1 era were that configuration. And just at some point, it just changed. There, there's a, a, a very similar feature to this that the 360 had that they didn't carry forward into the next generation. Um, and it's one that I very much appreciate, but I know it's about to get me in very hot water with uh, HR. Um, mm. There were, you could have specifically profile settings um, on your Xbox Live account for something like if you're on the correct side of history and you want to play uh, inverted, no, um, oh no, with the yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you pull back on the joystick and you look up. That's how it works. So you, that would carry across whether I logged in on a friend's console or not or whatever. And when I booted up a new game, it was just automatically set to my settings like that. I didn't have to go into uh, a menu and select it in every single game. It would just automatically do that for me. And I, that, that, that specifically is what I appreciated about it. I'm interested in seeing if, if the re cause the, the switch controllers have their own internal memory, their own firmware, all this stuff. I'm wondering if, and I didn't read enough into this, so it could be that I'm totally off my rocker here, but I know at least with the original Wii, you could save data. You could take your Mii's to your friends' houses and all that sort of stuff. I'm wondering if this button remapping is actually being saved to the controller or the system. Because it could be that if you remap your pro controller, let's say, for a specific game and you go to a friend's house, you want it to behave the same way. So curious if that would work. I'd be, I might actually try that the next time I've got two switches in the same place. Or the next time you can go outside. Yeah, there's that too. Uh... On the continuing extravaganza of voyages of news that we're currently on, uh, there is something that we need to talk about with regards to the ESRB. Yes, there is. So earlier today, the ESRB announced that they're adding an additional label to designations for in-game 
uh, loot boxes. This so is if long it, overdue. Yeah, so this is coming from gamesindustry.biz, written by Brendan St. Clair, and that the in-game purchases, including random items designation, was created in response to concern of players and not necessarily parents. So boxes will now be like the ERCRB will now be able to include this label in any game that they feel has appropriate loot box mechanics in order to keep players well informed my question for you guys is is this enough no this is 100 percent. this is this is done so that they can have something to show the government so like the u.s government that was mostly like prying down on them be like hey look we're doing something please don't please don't legislate Mm -hmm. us because if they legislate them they're gonna go too far in the other Mm -hmm. direction and so like this is mostly just done to like just try to get the government off their back so okay, so is is this just going to be like contains purchase like the like contains per, like like it would put on every other ESRB label where it says like blood, violence, sexual themes, yes. stuff like that. Is it that's just exactly say what it's going to say? Loot box or whatever it's going to say. Well, whatever the it's going to say in-game purchases brackets yep. includes random items. Okay, okay, so I wonder. So that is the so designation. It is, so it's just loot boxes though, but a lot of games as of now have gotten rid of loot boxes because of the controversies they've mostly just been sticking to microtransactions so it will say it will say um in-game purchases but will they make the distinction that it's like these games still have like heavy microtransactions so yeah so this this is the second time the esrb has adapted to the criticism around loot boxes the first attempt was actually to introduce a designation that was just in-game purchases so they will designate between in-game purchases and in-game mm-hmm. purchases where those are tied to loot box mechanics. Okay. Mm. But I, I'm okay. with you, Alex. I think that there should be much more done about this. It should yeah. be on the developers to, you know, not try to gouge every penny they can out of their player base. But that's just me. I also think, like, this is, and, like, I'm, this is kind of a, oh, won't somebody think of the children, please? But I'm more like, won't somebody think of the parents that are kind of super ignorant to these mechanics and how, how many, things yeah. are how many parents it's are not really actually an, going to read the box yeah it's like not really this. going to be an educational well, thing for people who are just unaware of how video games are now so obviously the whole parent thing is a good point uh oh uh oh uh, oh no <laughs> we'll get him back <laughs> hopefully he's still recording well, yeah, it's still recording, and they can see us, but we're we're kind of letterboxed between these Did five you create things. create a background for this one, uh, too? No, not yet, because I anticipated that we were going to be... It was going to be the five of us in total, and, you know, things uh, took up my time, occupied my life. I wasn't able to... Oh, oh. there we go. Hey, are we still on the same... Yeah, we're all... Okay. Um, I, I was going to say earlier, like, what about you guys? Like, you know plain jane gamers do you guys ever read any of the esrb uh whatchamacallits i read the basic label that's like the t for teen and like but not like i don't really go like in depth to what that means like just kind of what Mm. is on the corner of the box is probably the most that i will actually i haven't Mm. really read those or looked at that since i was 16 going on 17 because m for mature is 17 plus (laughs) and the local eb games would enforce hey if you're under you must have id and you if you're under uh, 17 you have to have a parent present to uh purchase an m-rated game because i'm wondering 
like I'm wondering, and this might be viewed as like a bit of a drastic step, if they should straight up just put a sticker on the box that is like comparable in size, but smaller to the ESRB letter next to it to emphasize if the game has loot boxes or not. Like one, would you guys be down with that? And two, do you think that it would be enough of a measure to take to help solve the current predicament that we're kind of still getting ourselves out of? I think it would definitely help to have something that is more visually like noticeable than just another label under the current ESRB box. Um, and a lot of times those actual designations don't, you have to look at the back of the box to get them anyway. Yeah. So a lot of people aren't well, gonna do that. Okay, how long until our video game boxes start to look like our cigarette cartons? <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get to that point. Yeah, I think it'll be, is it just gonna be like, a uh, kid on the street like with like a homeless kid being like this is what you could be if you use loot boxes yeah oh I, man I, I mean i think a, a large portion of this is being driven by mobile so i think either on mobile or even if you were to say look at any of the digital marketplaces with the shift towards more digital purchases of video games maybe it is just an intermittent page if a game has that designation just to pop up to say hey this has microtransactions. You cool with that? All right, great. But one other step to make sure people confirm that they understand that these behaviors might be brought up by this game. And honestly, when it comes to one of my biggest gaming regrets, which we'll talk about in a bit, it actually plays into this conversation pretty closely. So it'll be interesting to hear what you guys say when we get to that bit of the bit of the show. One of the things that I know will absolutely never happen is... Uh an opt-in like hey we would like uh to uh advertise these in-game items to you that may be randomized would you like to opt into that um and you know obviously that'll never happen but um yeah it ideally in my in my opinion i think if there if there was a pop-up in-game that just let me choose like hey listen don't put this button prompt on my screen that takes me to this page. Let me, I don't know, find it through the options menu or something like that instead or whatever. Um, I think that would be a, a very good gesture, a goodwill gesture, but that'll never happen. I mean, it remains to be seen what's going to come of this new ESRB designation, but something we don't have to wait much longer for is the uh, new PlayStation initiative of... Play at home, right? Yeah, play at no the play at home Playing initiative. Playing at home. Play at home. That's where I so, always play my video games. Really? Most of the time. You're I'm not... into that streaming life, so uh, I play it everywhere. Yeah. So the play at home initiative is something that Sony announced earlier this week, and that they're going to give away two free games to everybody. Those games being Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection and Journey. So they're going to be free for everyone from April 15th, which is today, as of recording. So now through May the 5th. Uh, and I think this is actually really nice. It's, it's good to see companies giving to the communities that supported them in ways that will keep them active, at least mentally, at home. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Do you think it's going to continue past that May 5th point? That's... Will we see other games added to this? Or is this it? I mean, I also just wanted to make a point. That's not all that they're doing. They're also... Um, they're also committing $10 million to support independent game developers, like partners of them that have been affected by 
uh, the current predicaments of COVID-19 as well. Yes, so thank you. I That's think, huge. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to, I think we needed to shout out that really important detail of this initiative. Yeah, oh. it's a great initiative. It's um, it's too bad that I have both of these games already, and I suspect a lot of other hardcore PlayStation gamers are in the same boat as me. But obviously, there are always going to be players who have never played Uncharted or Journey before, and I'm, this is great for them. I'm very lucky yeah. to be in that boat of not having played Journey ever. Journey somewhat is so good, good. Yeah, it's really good. So, uh, somewhat of a side note, completely related. Um, speaking of finding the cure for uh covid and stuff like that um do you guys remember folding at home on the ps3 i do there were, yeah wait hold um, on folding at home is a game no it's something <laughs> so what they what they did is they released <laughs> an app on the the ps3 that would harness the power of the cell when you were not using it and, okay um they would do it use it to to do these uh Combine, combine everybody's PS3s together to run these, run like a supercomputer and, and do these very, very difficult math calculations and uh, something called protein full. I'm not, I'm not, a, I did not take. Yeah, it, it had biology. to do with researching, researching proteins. Researching proteins and how, and how they all work together, different combinations and stuff like that. And um, I think it's, anyway, it's still happening. Like that's still an initiative it, that you could present, is, you could use your PC for, but it's not yes, a Sony thing yes anymore. Yes, you can. That is, and that's, that's exactly why I'm bringing it up because I've been meaning to bring it up for a while. Um, and I just keep forgetting, but um, there is an app you can get on your PC that when you're not using your PC, your laptop, whatever, um, it will be given a protein to fold essentially uh, in the, in the background or whatever. Um, and, a lot of these, uh, you know, the, specifically the one that I am using for this is um, to try and find a cure for, help find a cure for COVID-19 specifically. Um, that is something you can do. Just, just Google folding at home um, and, and see how you can uh, uh, add that to your computer. It's, it's similar to the, I don't know if you got, do you guys remember, have you guys ever done SETI at home where they're trying to search for extraterrestrial life? Using nope. your computer. That sounds like to... some Tom DeLonge oh, crazy yeah. business that oh, I'm yeah. not. I'm well, not there for. My, my dad used to be way into it back in the day. It's been around for years, but yeah, it's similar to that. It just use you. You just donate your your computer power uh, in in your downtime, and it just does these scientific research. Does the scientific research for you. So it's 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 a it's a good cause yeah i think everything these companies are doing in in reacting to COVID 19 they're most are going about it in the best way one that isn't mm -hmm. uh and that's what i want to bring up next in read all the things specifically for nathan is the wwe <laughs> so as we know the wwe has been the only thing to continue operating during COVID 19's pandemic i don't know why that's a story for another day but the news for nathan is that re reportedly WWE 2K21 has been canceled in favor of an upcoming smaller game to tide people over until whatever it is they come out with next. So, isn't so? Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. That's what I was uh, the, say, yeah, wasn't the last one. Yeah, the WWE series has needed a refresh for years. I keep hoping they'll take an off year or two to refresh whatever the 2K line is and come out with something new. Um, 
I'm very happy to hear that they've canceled 2021, uh, especially with all the issues that 20 had. Uh, there was, I believe it was 18, which some, some of those, some of those gifts that came out of the bugs in that game are just mind blowing how that got through QA and they actually released the damn thing. I'm also excited about a smaller wrestling title. I keep, it won't happen, but I keep hoping it's one of the old N64 engine games that's been revamped. That's what everybody wants, but I don't know if we'll get it. Yeah. It remains to be seen. So that's not something that I really wanted to talk about much, but just something I knew Nathan would be particularly interested in. So with that, I will hand the reins back to our host with the most cozy. Thank you, Mitch. Now, normally this is part of the show where we talk about some of the biggest and most important deals that we happen to come across on the digital interwebs. Uh, This time around, however, it doesn't seem like anybody found any deals. So I'm afraid that you, the audience, are not going to be getting any deals this week. The only deal I will, the only deal I'll shout out is L Babbins on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He tweets out every half decent deal that comes out. And I bought another Switch game today because I saw him tweet about it. What'd you buy? Can you, sorry, uh, I was going to say, can you spell out L Babbins? L-B-A-B-I-N-Z on Twitter. Got it. Uh, So I bought Chroma Squad. Oh, that's the Power Rangers game. I want that. That is the Power Rangers inspired tactical RPG for the Switch and PC. So I'm very mm. much looking forward into uh, to checking that out. Hopefully this week and have how much was to say it about it next week? Twelve mm. something. I'm debating. It's the lowest price it's been. I'm debating. Um, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, the complete story for Switch, is on sale for thirty eight dollars. Yeah, thirty nine. I thought about that too, but that was the other reason why I pulled out the Vita because I have the first one on Vita and the second one on the PS4, so I don't really need to buy mm. it again. I just got to get back yep. to it. So yeah, if anyone hasn't, go check out El Babbins on Twitter. All right. Well, definitely go and do that. Uh, before you do that, however, please stick around and continue watching or listening to us uh, because we are about to get into our topic of the show for this week. And our topic of the show for this week is our biggest gaming regrets. No regrets. Um, when we were setting up the show, I talked about how I was concerned that I wasn't going to have a big regret that I could bring to the table. I do have a big regret that I'm going to bring to the table after all. However, oh, sorry, go ahead. However, I'm going to force you guys to drag yourselves through the mud first because I want to remain pristine and polished for as long as possible. Before we get to that, I did put out a post on Twitter asking for some feedback. Didn't get any. So if anyone is in with us live in the chat as we record this live, feel free to throw any of your gaming regrets in there. We'll read them out on the show. Cool. All right, Alexander Ballant. Ooh, I I feel like I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to oh, no. be too presumptuous, but I think I might have the best one or oh, no. or the worst one, depending on how you want to classify it. Um, sure. So, I think when did this come out? This came out in 2013. This is the worst controller I have ever purchased in oh, my no. entire life. This. Do you oh, know the what this Steam is? controller. Oh god, that's the Steam <laughs> Link. Uh, yeah, this is the Steam oh. controller is what I'm holding up to the Discord and the Twitch chat. I bought one of these as soon as it came out, and this is the most uncomfortable piece of garbage I've ever put any amount of money For, into. Yeah. But you've used Joy-Cons, right? Yes, and the Joy-Cons are infinitely better <laughs> than this. This is really bad. The fact that so so for those who don't know, and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know, um, go Google it. You yeah. need to see this thing. It's a monstrosity. Con- this, 
the Steam controller has these two gigantic circle pads that are supposed to replicate the mouse because this controller was uh, was designed in part with the steam machines that Valve and Alienware tried to do, where they tried to have a PC-like experience on your couch. Basically tried to make a PC but a console, but did it really, really terribly by also having the whole operating system run on Linux, so you could only play, like, maybe not even a third of the games that were on Steam at the time. It was really bad. But the Steam controller... Um, had these circle pads that tried to emulate a mouse and they are so absolutely unresponsive really bad the placement of them mm. is not great because they're above the buttons uh. and so you have to constantly take your hand off of the stick to get to the buttons and it's just a really awkward movement it's got a weird it's got a thumbstick as well just because like it's got and these these uh and the like the grips on them are really weirdly they've got like the really bad ergonomics it's just a really terrible controller i played two full games on this and they were both telltale games that's the only games that i could even remotely manage to play on <laughs> uh, this i mm -hmm. want a review of how doom eternal plays with that i will do a full mm -hmm. let's play of doom please eternal. do let please stream it here so yeah. everybody okay, can now watch. I, I want to see have to do it. what okay. happens. Now you've committed to it. You God have damn. to do All it. Right. At some point in the future, <laughs> at some point in the future, on Twitch.tv uh, slash PressYYZ, I will play most of Doom Eternal. I'm not committing to the full game. Fuck that. That game's like that game's like 20 <laughs> you hours. You probably long. shouldn't commit to most. I will play. Commit to at least a level. I will play at least a couple of. No, what? No, fuck that. I will play Super Gore Nest, which is my favorite level in Doom Eternal, with the Steam controller on Nightmare. And ruin. I'd that rather level see you for yourself. You can you can do Nightmare. chapter you can do chapter select after you beat the game, right? Yes. Please play the final boss level with that controller. Okay, <laughs> I'll do. I'll try that. Save but at the end I, of the stream, I think I should do. I think I should do Super Gore Nest. All right. What I, I would like to. About. So I was gonna say. Uh, I was going to say, go ahead, after Nathan. he's done with the Steam controller, I'd like to see what's easier, that or a Guitar Hero controller. I need to find one of those, but oh, that would be... I mean, I've already... There's a there's a really great channel on YouTube that I've seen that have beat the first Doom with a, with a Guitar Hero controller, so it's not that it's not impossible. Like, I remember seeing mm -hmm. someone play, do, or play Dark Souls with a uh, Pokeball Plus controller at some point, <laughs> and that was amusing. If someone wants to donate me a Guitar Hero controller, I will try it. <laughs> you so, one first. When you first lifted up that controller, Alex, mm -hmm. I was going to... I thought in my head, oh, you're about to talk about how you regret getting into you know the steam machine and how it was this big t investment of money that you you know look back on uh, with disdain. I... Like, whenever I've seen the controller uh, that you held up previously in the past, I've always thought, oh, that looks kind of like a novel controller. I bet it feels pretty good. You know, Valve is generally a company that makes high-quality products. And I was really disheartened to hear that it's not a good controller. It's just... It's mostly... The biggest problem with it are the circle pads. They're just really awkward. They're trying to replicate the twitch movements of a mouse, but they do it really unsuccessfully. And just, I think overall it was just a failure, and there's a reason why they went off the market almost immediately. Hmm. I'm surprised you still have it. 
I, if you're looking yeah. to get rid of that one, I will gladly take it off your hands. Just no, this just is, is a relic. This is my collector's just a habit. item. It's like a piece of history. This is yeah. This is my collector's item. I'm not giving this away for anything. <laughs> Honestly, sidebar, but I want to find a way to get a copy of Cooking Mama Cookstar, for that same reason, just because it's such a dumpster people fire. Are, I want to have a piece of that. I've history. seen people with the physical copies, like the original. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try to hunt one down. Like the original co uh, release of. Uh, GTA San Andreas with the hot coffee mod still inside. That, that's probably not that rare, though. Yeah, yeah, they, they sold a lot of copies. Probably, of that. Yeah, yeah, they probably sold a lot of those. Yeah, I think I think somewhere I have the misprinted Resident Evil Revelations that came out on the 3DS that has the box art messed up. I gotta hmm. see if I can hunt uh, that one down. Wasn't there? Isn't there one that? A game that they printed. Yeah, the Okami. Logo. Okami on yeah. the way. Okami. Yeah, that that would be one to have for sure. So back I, to our I'm topic actually, of the show. I, you know what? Hold on. Right. Uh, the thing is, is I'm pretty certain I have that box art in my collection in the back, but I don't want to get it right now. Uh, Nathan, what is your biggest so, gaming regret? I'm a big Bioware fan. I've liked Dragon Age. Um, I've played their games back in the day with Baldur's Gate and. Uh, Icewind Dale, but for whatever reason, I've put 10 minutes into the Mass Effect franchise in total. That <sighs> hurts. Ouch. So, I'm not sure what it is. I bought Mass Effect 2. I think I got it for 99 cents at Radio Shack when they were doing a games clearance sale. And just, it didn't click with me, and I'm not sure why. And everybody speaks so fondly of it, and the the, the first... Mass Effect didn't click with me either, but I was also 17 when that came out and not necessarily into that. I was more into like the fully action-packed Halo mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It took me a couple years before I finally was able to sit down and be like, no, I bought this game. I spent money on it. I'm going to put some time into it and make a, a an informed opinion on it. So I'm, I'm with you on this one, Nathan. One of my biggest regrets is not getting into the Mass Effect series. I bought the trilogy late in the PS3 life cycle and put maybe two hours into the mm -hmm. first one, and I just didn't stick with it. I definitely regret not going back to that one. Hmm. That's too bad. Uh, you really should get around to those games. If there was a PS4 point. remaster, I'd like to give it a try at some point, but at this point in the generation, I don't think we'll see it. EA also just doesn't do remasters, which is so unfortunate because they're sitting on so many good games that they could make a lot of money off of. Even if they just did... KOTOR? Yeah, if they did the bare essentials and just re-release them, they could make but a there lot are, of money. I mean, they space. did that with KOTOR. Yeah, right? KOTOR has... Yeah, but KOTOR wasn't made by EA, though. When it, like, initially came out. They own yep. the... They own the Star Wars license now, or like they have the exclusive rights to it, but they didn't develop Kotor. Kotor was th just Bioware and LucasArts. Oh, they didn't. Oh, oh, LucasArts published it. EA didn't publish it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was back okay. in like 2003. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah, same thing with so, the first Mass Effect. Like they didn't publish that, or they didn't publish mm -hmm. that game either. No, Microsoft published it initially, and then EA published the version of it on the PS3. Yeah, after I they believe. bought Bioware in 2009 or 2010. Something. Did, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure someone in the chat will correct us. Did yeah. somebody else do something for the uh, Wii U version that came out? Or in -house? Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Come on. Is anyone's gaming regret buying a Wii U? Remember Batman Arkham for the Wii U? Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> oh, I, I, Alex, I do not regret my Wii U purchase. 
but I see how you could come to that conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time with the Wii U, but I know it, has it, it wasn't long enough. Yeah, it, it has a lot of good games that probably need to come out elsewhere. And most of them have. I think the last holdouts are probably the Mario games. And so Pikmin Mario, and... Super Mario 3D World, which is rumored to be coming oh, this year. That's so, a bad yeah. game. I'm I'm really looking. F- it's a good game. It's not it's not the best Mario game, but it's a that good game, game gets so much praise, and it's not a great Mario game. I don't like the jumping doesn't feel great. No. Um, like I got to Crown yes, Crown uh, just to say I did it because then people my opinion would be valid. So because I did everything, and it's just it's not anywhere as good as any 3D Mario game, and it's not as good as the 2D Mario games. Cozy, welcome back. We went off the rails. I need you to point at somebody and ask them for a regret. Uh, sure. Uh, before I do so, I just want to mention I had to quickly walk away from the show because I had to do number one, so to speak. No one needed Hot. to know that. Yeah. Hot. Oh no! Did nobody need to know that? No, no they didn't. I I thought we needed to know that. I I figured that you guys would all ask me if I didn't say what no. I did. No. Does he go pee pee? All right. We're professionals. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. We are professionals. Uh, but I also want to mention that I briefly stepped by my game collection to check out my Okami box art, uh, and it did not have the IGN uh, watermark on it. Boo. So, White yeah, it would appear that they printed a new version of it at some point. So, anyways, uh, AJ, yes, what you got? Um, back when the first of the uh, Transformers movies came out uh, the michael bay ones or the 80 something one the mike no the michael bay ones shia labeouf and stuff like that gotta love shia there yeah there was a um a movie tie-in game now at the time at the time i knew better i knew better like hey listen movie games are always trash but i was watching x play at the time and they did a preview for this one and that preview sold me on it and i was maybe a little too hyped uh for this game um and i started playing it and i I was i was determined to to play through it and i got really close so okay so from what i remember because it's been like 10 11 maybe 12 years at this point um there 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 were two campaigns in it um autobots decepticons right um and through the autobot uh, campaign, you know, they're, they're you know, you, ju- you just play, uh, play the game, you go through the story, and it was just a, a, it was an okay time as like a general movie tie-in sort of beat-em-up, um, but specifically the, it was towards the end of the game, there was a big boss fight, and the game was it, the difficulty of the game at this point uh, was just so broken that it, it it took me hours to try and get through it, and I ended up uh, taking my controller and slamming it real hard into the ground. Yep, that was a mm-hmm. you know I was I was sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of my TV and I just smash just right onto the floor. <laughs> And um, it didn't fully break the controller, but it did split open a little bit. Oof. And 
I've still got that controller in a box downstairs, but um, I regret buying that game. Uh, do we want to talk broken stuff right now? Because i got to get broken oh, stuff Oh, yeah, I've yeah, got, I've got some of do those. <sighs> I'm so just gonna, this was I, actually I, one of the regrets I wanted to bring, so I could talk about it. Okay. Break me, Mitchie. Break me. So when I was younger and the PS2 was at the height of its popularity and I owned games like ATV, Off-Road Fury, and Resident Evil 4, and those are the only two games I can remember owning on the PS2. Uh, oh, actually, no, Guitar Hero was a thing. Okay, outside of that, I remember an incident, and this was back when controllers had these wires that would connect to a console, which is just, you know, no one could think that. Like, that's unheard of. But, you know, back then it was a thing. Um, so I have a younger sister. We got into a fight. I was chasing her around the room. The cord was there. It was at about ankle level. And sister's ankle went through the cord. And the PS2 hit the floor. Ooh. And that, RIP to that uh, OG fat PS2. But it did not boot after that. We had to eventually, after tons of crying and pleading with my parents go out and purchase a heavily discounted slim PS2, which I would argue is the better form factor for that system anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I regret being an idiot kid and breaking that PS2. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I, I have a, quite a history but of broken... If you'd met my sister, you'd understand why that <laughs> happened, but it still sucks. I think sucks. I met her in Animal Crossing one. Maybe? Maybe. She's a lot more tolerable in Animal Crossing where she can't talk. Does she listen to the show? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I, I, no, thank God, but Absolutely. all things aside, my sister's great. I love her. I actually delivered her Taco Bell tonight, which I probably shouldn't have done, but she really wanted Taco Bell mm. and isn't leaving the house. Um, but, yeah, back mm. then she was an annoying brat. And I regret breaking that PS2. Uh, sorry, Alex, did you have something that you wanted to bring up oh, with I regards just... to Broken? Oh, I can, I mean, I just have my own sort of my own antidote about uh, broken stuff. And so it, um, so a few years ago, I was a uh, very, very, very into League of Legends, like a lot. Like I started playing in 2004, I think like the end of 2013, beginning of 2014. How many hours? Dota's better. I have What's no, the hour count? Uh, no, Dota 2 is not better. Um, I don't like League <laughs> now better. and I will still fight you on that. Um, it's Dota's better. Probably, like, it's probably like, it's definitely over a thousand. I don't know though. I don't think I could actually quantify how much it was a lot i can tell you how much money i spent on that game though which is another regret <laughs> is um, just because it's, i got one it's, of those too <laughs> it's lost money um i'll just quickly uh, it was it's about seventeen hundred dollars over Jesus. five years yeah i owned a lot of skins in that game there's a that's lot the of skins of two consoles at launch that's how could you afford that you're a child Every week, I would have a certain amount of money, like, like, you know, like allowance when I was uh, a child, and it all went to League of Legends. <laughs> that was a game that I primarily played for about four years. I only played that with my friends. But that's not even my regret, though, But even though that is a regret. But my regret with <laughs> in regards to the broken stuff is... Um, ranked matches in league of legends are very very tense 
and you get very upset when your teammates are not doing what you want them to but in reality you're the one actually playing bad but you're never going to admit that um and i was a much angry i was a very angry teenager uh and so um yeah like i was one of the, i was one of the teenagers who would uh tell you to um do very not nice things like uh commit forever sleep and stuff like that i was not a, i was not a good i was not a good kid either way i i like i like the way you phrased that so we've actually got audience. a question in the chat from monarchy just asking mm -hmm. what what pulled you away from league what made you stop i just i couldn't do it i just the game stopped being fun and on the real Dota. honestly no actually no no well the real the real the realest real answer and this might get a little whatever but it's because when i was um going through chemotherapy sitting at my computer desk was so awful that i just stopped playing league for a year and that's probably what pulled me out of it was just not being able to actually sit at my desk uh, we're going on a tangent of a tangent here, but I'm <laughs> yeah, curious, we are. <laughs> uh, Alex, uh -huh. are, are you interested in any of like the single player focused League of Legends games that they recently announced? I, Not like League of Legends games, but like set in the League I of Legends would love universe. That. The world is fascinating for League. Like it is. That's what like Valorant is in the League. Valorant universe, looks right? boring. Yeah, but Valorant looks boring. It looks like Counter Strike meets Overwatch, and I don't need either of those games in my life. But I, to each their own. Either way, like that's that's a completely other tangent. But yeah, I would love it. The League of Legends world is really cool. I think the lore is very fascinating. The characters are just super great. They're all unique. They all are super cool. I still love so much of the character design of those games that yeah, if they did do interesting games, I would totally play them. Back to to uh... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say to get a little bit back uh, more on topic. There we go. Like, I spent like. $300 I think on Kingdom Hearts Unchained X back when I played that game and yeah. I uh, yeah I, I have mixed feelings I I'm it's not a regret because honestly most of those purchases led to me making really good loot box pulls and advancing in the game but uh, I, in retrospect I kind of wish I had diverted that money somewhere else so yeah. I've got something in the same ilk and you mm -hmm. probably haven't heard of it but I spent more money than I'd like to admit on a little mobile game called Marvel Avengers Academy. Is this, hold on, is this your regret? This is a regret. Okay, this is not the regret, though, that you were going to bring forward. This was the regret I mentioned earlier when we were talking about microtransactions, but I do have yeah. more than one. Okay. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Marvel Avengers Academy was, I found out recently, it just, it shut down recently. Um, it was essentially a sim-like game where all the interactions were locked behind time gates and they had seasonal events and to proceed in those events you had to spend real money and i had a job and i spent real money and i regret the amount of money that i spent on that game because it didn't really do anything it just sort of tugged at my superhero fandom heartstrings and if i could get that money back i absolutely would want to do that because I spent far too much time just hitting boxes to advance timers and spending money on premium currency to do that faster to speed through events and I don't know what uh, it was. It's the only game that's hooked me like that from from like a microtransaction-y time boxed events slash time gated interactions. I don't know what it did, but it did and it got me for a lot of money. Question from the chat. Uh, Monarchy wants to know how much you spent. I don't want to remember 
Um, You've repressed that. I've so I probably played for about six to eight months. Each month there would have been an in-game event, and I probably spent upwards of fifty dollars on each event. I uh, just to be clear, yeah, this is the game where, like, because like I briefly recall seeing some screenshots of this on Twitter. Uh, Peggy, who is like Captain America's girlfriend back in the Roaring Forties, she w was able to like time travel back to modern day times and like end up in this high school. So the yeah, the theming of it was it was all the Avengers characters as teenagers in a high school run by Hank Pym, and uh -huh. it was that actually was pretty awful. progressive for well, it was pretty progressive at the time. There's a lot of like LGBTQ themes that are covered in the game. Um, it's it, it it was really well written i really enjoyed the writing but i spent way oh, really? too much money in that game and i regret hmm. it to this day okay well now that we've gotten that out of the way what's your real regret what's the main course that you my, have to share with my us? main course it is the collection of nes games that i no longer own because oh, at a yard yeah. sale when I was a kid, our NES was broken. So we sold the NES and probably 20 games for about $10 at a yard sale. Ooh. And these were like, the like there were some good games in there. Like you had any Mario that was on the system. So in Mario 1, you had Mario 3. Um, the ridiculously broken... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for the NES is one I fondly remember playing and then no longer playing after we sold it. Blades of Steel. Played a lot of Blades of Steel with my sister when we were kids. And I just regret that I didn't hold on to those games and just find a new NES. Like, if I, if I could go back now and tell my younger self one thing... Okay, two things. It would be get with your fiancé sooner because high school sucks and it would have been better if you'd spent more time with her. And secondly, would have been don't sell your fucking NES. Or at least don't sell the games. Oh, yeah. There's so many games that I have sold. Like, because EB Games has a promotion that if you trade three games, you can get one new game. It's not worth it in the slightest. God, no. Because Keep they make your games. so much extra money. Enjoy and I them. I genuinely, every single time, regret it. Like, I, I, I do know that some people end up in financial situations where, let's say, you're supporting a family and you can't afford an $80 game. In those situations, yes. If there's a game you know you're never going to go back to, take advantage of the deal. But there's a few times where I did that on, like, during the PS2 or the Wii, or PS3, sorry, and the Wii generation where I traded stuff in that I wish I still had. Uh, what comes to mind, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the original one. Thank God they re-released it on the PS4. Otherwise, I wouldn't own it. And that's a game I loved as a kid. Um okami on the ps2 i traded in and i wish i still had that like there's wow. just a lot of things that like a lot of memories that i have tied into games that i can no longer go back and experience because i decided to sell these things especially for me it's like i thank god i was smart enough to keep my snes still functioning controllers are still in decent shape we've got street fighter we got mario we got the good stuff but i really really regret parting with those nes games especially I, uh... since they're probably worth a lot more than ten dollars yeah I'm, I'm just going to jump in here uh, because my big regret is of a very similar ilk. Um, maybe not necessarily as bad because you only sold your stuff for $10. Um, but uh, when the 360 came out, um, was about to come out, I needed to, uh, I needed to gather some funds. And so what I did 
um, in order to pay it off is I did go to EB Games because that's where I had my Xbox 360 pre-order and I traded in uh, my GameCube, all the games for it, um, and the uh, uh, my N64, um, the games for that, and a, a good handful of my original NES games. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of those memories sort of. Uh, I really wish I could reclaim a lot of those memories and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't necessarily uh as bad as uh you were saying uh alex with regards to the trade in to eb games because um at the time they had a like kind of a, a scrap like a they're, they're just kind of like oh hey come in if you trade your games you'll get a scratch ticket and your uh your trade-ins will be worth that much more value and so what you know my n64 games uh which probably would have been worth I believe 25 cents at the time because EB Games were worth about $5 instead. So I, I actually so. remember a specific instance where EB Games had their trade three, get it free. And this was during the Wii U generation. And they were still accepting Rayman Raving Rabbids as a, a an applicable game, but it was on sale at Toys R Us for, I think, $15. Yeah. So I legitimately oh, wow. went to Toys R Us, bought three copies of this one game, to trade in for something, probably Mario, probably wow. something. And that you're I would, the reason uh, why EB Games is in financial <laughs> problems now. Uh, yeah, no, they're so in financial problems for a lot of other reasons, and it's the fact that they try to, you know, gouge their consumers for, uh, you know, nickels and dimes on protection programs that mean nothing. Um, their whole business mine, model relies on something that's no longer going to be a thing in yeah. two, three years, and that's physical <laughs> media yeah alex physical media is not going to be a thing um, that says otherwise in uh in high school a friend of mine worked at eb games and he had access to what all the pr uh, prices were and what were they were going to be and when and so he would go to um uh, like the clearance bins at other stores and stuff like that and go grab like every copy and he eventually got fired because he got caught trading in to his uh personal account wow. and doing that so yeah uh don't don't be a jerk and do that so uh, unless you guys have any more stories to share of ill-informed video game nope. cells i want to get on to my regret i've got one okay go for it because sold... my 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 segment is going to be a, go a little bit long and rambly so i don't want to save the from you saving guys. the best for last right yeah, as only a host can do. In a way, in a way, it's. I don't know that it's going to be quite as regretful as some of the ones that you guys brought up. But anyways, I sold my. Go ahead. I sold on Kijiji my 3DS with Fire Emblem Awakening, Pokemon X, uh, Super Mario 3D Land, and Mario Kart 7. I think those were all the games that I owned, but there's probably at least one or two others. Um, for I think I got maybe a hundred thirty-five dollars, and I used that to buy Grand Theft Auto V on PC. That was the main reason why I did it, and I regret that immensely because I wish I had a 3DS because I want to play all the Zelda games that I've never played, which is all of them but Breath of the Wild. So the good ones. Link Between Worlds is so good. In the Breath moment, of the though, Wild did is you... a good game. I want to say, in the moment, did you enjoy Grand Theft Auto V, though? Yes. Were you like, oh, I, I man, wanted, this is I a... wanted to get it because all my friends on PC had it. And so, but my PC couldn't 
really rough. It was before I built my good gaming computer, so I just had like my really shitty uh, thrown together one, and so it could barely run the game. Where to the point where like the world wouldn't fully load, and so I would be like, f I would be missing huge chunks of the world. And so I couldn't really play the game, so it wasn't that great of a decision. But I'm glad I have Grand Theft Auto V on PC now because it's a really good game. <laughs> hmm. I have no idea what else I used that money for, but that was the main thing that I sold it for. I also sold my PS3 with like all of the Uncharted, The Last of Us, and X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a really great game. Uh, for and you don't have to I worry about the what. Uncharted games anymore, right? Because yeah. now you're getting them for free. Yeah, I own I own all of them. well, I already had Uncharted. Um, it's Journey oh, that okay, I would be getting. Either way, I own right, all those games on PS4, right, right. and I own X-Men Origins Wolverine on Xbox 360 now. So I've got all those games. I just wish I had a PS3 because I want to play Metal Gear. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'll get around to my regret. Um, do you guys remember Videotron? Yes. The, yeah. the store? Yeah, so yeah. I'm referring to the store because Videotron also exists uh, in Canada as like a mobile service provider so they're a, they're slash a mobile, internet provider. Yeah, they're a, a service provider in Quebec. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, the one that I was referring to is the uh, DVD slash VH VHS uh, rental store version of Videotron. Um, there used to be a Videotron that was located fairly close to my home growing up, and it was a fine place to go and rent movies uh dvd and vhs is from back in the day but uh at certain point uh they decide to install a microplay inside of the videotron microplay was basically the the kind of video game subsidiary of videotron uh it was a place where they would sell like new and used games and other doodads and whatnots it was kind of like a like a very like you know regional uh, slightly higher priced mm -hmm. eb games or gamestop uh for to use a point of comparison and that's saying something and, yeah <laughs> and like i just here's the thing i'm certain that there are people across the country that have had great experiences with microplays in the past I just, in general, did not have a lot of great experiences at this microplay. Um, the microplay was actually managed by an older gentleman, I think like in his 60s or possibly even early 70s. And it was kind of novel because like I was like, oh, I I'm usually used to seeing people my age uh, or even younger playing video games. So it's kind of cool that there's this older man that was into video games as well. And in retrospect, I probably should have like in retrospect that novelness probably allowed me to kind of look past a lot of unsavory things about this man to, to make a long story short this guy was he, he clearly saw that i was somebody who was into vi video games and was vulnerable and didn't really have a really good idea of what things were worth and was out to gouge me at any opportunity he saw i remember one time back when our parents finally got uh, sorry, my parents. I don't know why I said our. Yeah, parents. we don't. We my don't share. We don't share a family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we're. Um, family, or do you? Right? We're more than yeah. friends. Back when, back when <laughs> dun, we got dun, dun. Uh, our PlayStation Three and our first HDTV, uh, I remember going to this guy to get an HDMI cable because, like, the idea of you know using an HDMI cable was a totally alien, foreign concept, and this guy's like yeah sure i'll show you this hdmi cable and it was like 30 dollars 
And it's like, this one's really good, high quality. That's not bad. And it, I mean, it worked, but it's like, I did not need a $30 HDMI cable right off the bat. IMO. Um, and then, but uh, so hold on. That I realize that, you know, that is like my first example is like perhaps not that egregious of an example. This is the kind of guy where I'd, you know, bring in a bunch of Super Nintendo games, like what we were discussing in previously, and attempt to sell them all. Because I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, have some spending change to buy, you know, new video game stuff with. We were all such and, dumb kids. Yeah, yeah oh. and it's just... <laughs> In retrospect, I, I actually realized that perhaps I'm imprinting my own thoughts or opinion of this guy onto him. I, I don't necessarily know, you know, if this is how he actually felt, but like he sees this kid coming in. He sees that I have all these like, you know, precious old video games. And he's like, uh, you know, I'm, my deal is that I'll, you know, if you have like five of them, I'll buy each of them for $5 and that will get you $25. How's that sound? And it's like, Short of just saying, hey, you know, you should probably keep those games for yourself and you shouldn't trade them in. He should have <laughs> at least given me a more fair and accurate assessment of what their actual prices were. But he did not do that. And yeah, so on multiple levels, I regret obviously just selling in the games myself. And obviously that's on me. But I also I regret him not, you know, giving me... <laughs> Uh, a more, I, I guess you'd say, comprehensive breakdown of the value of what I was actually trading into him or even just straight up attempting to kind of like, you know, talk me out of my thing. But obviously me choosing to sell them was my fault in the first place. Uh, I don't know. Do you think that I'm... Do you think that I'm like I'm imprinting too much personality on this guy that he may not have necessarily had? or? Oh no, this guy's a total dick. Okay, great. I'm happy that you all are with me. You guys were all really silent. I was like, are you guys like in silent disagreement with me? No, or? I'm 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 crying oh, on no, the inside. I think you deserve what you got. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a um, bit of a, a bit of a tangent though. For those Southern Ontario kids here, when you were a kid, was it Rogers Video or was it Blockbuster? Both. It's Blockbuster. Jumbo Video. Boo. Cozy. I don't know what things are like. It was just popcorn. It, Jumbo video it was, with the popcorn. Come on. Like I said, it was just Videotron. Just the Videotron. Yeah. That's what I figured. Anyways, um, my last story involving this guy that I'm going to bring up, because there, there are like a lot of like stories I, I want to bring up, but like the last one that really sticks out of my mind. And this is, to be fair, this is neither, neither of our faults, but it is still something I deeply regret. Um, I remember going in to purchase a copy of Super Mario RPG uh, from him because at the time Super Mario RPG was not available on the virtual console on the Wii you could only play it by you know playing a ROM or by getting a cartridge for your still functional Super Nintendo which I had at the time and I remember paying $80 for it which you know for like an older rarer Super Nintendo game like it's understandable that it would pay that much but lo and behold, I think a few months after I bought it for $80, it became available on the virtual console for $8. Oof. So that's the thing. The digital revolution is making it so we can play these games we haven't been able to play, except Nintendo doesn't want yeah. to give them to us. I will say, like, two things. First off, I got a lot of mileage out of that copy of Super Mario RPG. That was a great game. And two, like... Video games here in Quebec generally cost a fair bit more than even $80 nowadays. 
So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but with I guess it's it up to ninety, doesn't it? Yeah. So I mean, like, Over 90. in retrospect, it's almost like I purchased a brand new game, and you know, got the same level of enjoyment out of it. But it sucks that the timing worked out that way. So I just want to bring up in the chat, we've had a couple people write in saying that their backlog and letting it get as big as it is is their biggest regret. So I just want to ask each of you, what is the biggest backlog, like the, the biggest regret you have that's on your backlog that you really want to get to, but you know you're not going to? Ooh. G give me a second because I have uh, quite a few. I mean, but... I can go first <laughs> since I brought it up to give you guys a second to, to think. But for me, it kind of goes back to what i spoke about earlier it is the mass effect trilogy the fact i've never played those games and i own them they're sitting in a storage unit in my apartment right now but to pull out a ps3 which i think it should be down there but it was also a ps3 fat like one of the og still had backwards compatibility built into it like is that good i mean it was great up until the point that it decided that it wasn't going to play the last of us and just yellow lighted but yeah, like that game is stuck in a way that I can't play it, that I really want to get to. And short of me building a PC and playing them there, I don't know how I'm going to do it. My biggest my biggest regret uh, in the backlog is The Last of Us. Uh, the what? Sorry. Sorry, your audio oh, cut out for a second. My biggest regret's The Last of Us. Uh, somehow I just... Wow. Yeah, really? so I like Naughty Dog mm. games. Holy I love the Uncharted crap. series. I'm not a big horror guy typically, um, and I know The Last of Us isn't a horror game, uh, but it's got those, it's it has those moments. So it's something I've been able to put off. Uh, but when the they had it free last year on the PSN for PS Plus, so it's just sitting in my backlog now, and I'm like, I should go play it. I know there's a new one coming out. I don't think I'm gonna play the new one right away, anyways. It's like the genre doesn't jump out at me as something I want to play. I love the the action ventures of the uncharted series i think a little more but i need to go back and play that because i know it's a seminal game hmm. I, I mean in my case it's like a bunch of games that i've actually like if i don't own them i've started them multiple times and i've just been distracted by something or other uh, the big game that comes to mind in this regard is batman arkham city played uh batman arkham asylum to completion loved it and i've started arkham uh, city multiple times and it's just something where there has always come up that is taking me away from yeah. getting through it um honestly Cozy, I would say if we could set up a way for you to stream that and like have me as you like your co-pilot through that game i would i would sit there with you and watch you play that whole game and just help you through it because that's a game that i absolutely adored okay yeah, uh well we'll definitely look into it i am going to be like getting back to it sometime sometime in the future we'll see sometime <laughs> if i keep saying sometime it will happen uh, i would say that the other big thing uh game though and this is more recent is the 2018 god of war Th that's another game i started it you can go back and s root through my twitch archives you can see me getting through the first opening hours of it i was genuinely enjoying it and just life got away from me please get back to that that game oh, is 100 so when I finished Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake... I, I just want to say, Sorry, for no. the record, I have played and platinumed every single other God of War game that has ever come out on every single platform that it can that they could be platinumed on. So like, not this the is, PSP. 
uh, I, I actually no, I played all those. I played them when they came out on the PSP, and then I played them again when they were remastered for the PlayStation Three. Oh, that's right, and they had trophies when they were remastered, but not on the PSP, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Forgot about that remaster. So yeah, so like I, I have a lot of love for the series. I'm definitely going to get back to it. You don't m- much more. This is a much more definitive. I will get back to it than the Batman Arkham City. I will get back. to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mentioned to you guys when I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, my top three games of this generation are Marvel Spider-Man, God of War, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. It made it into that top three. So I really, really, really want to see you get back to that. I'd be so interested in hearing what you think. Hmm. Balance. Um, well, looking at my shelf, I don't know if I have one that I can say that I'm never going to be able to go back to. I mean, actually, I think I could say Metal Ge- Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4 and Peace Walker would probably fall under that. Just because, not because I don't want to, not because I don't have the time, but just because they're absolutely inaccessible to play. There's no way for me I, to be able to play them unless I, I go I hear they should it. probably remake those. They should at least remaster in, like them. the MGS five engine. Or yeah, something. that may or may not have come up on last week's show. <laughs> but you'll have to listen. But yeah, the the game at least that is currently in my backlog that I want to play and I'm probably going to play, depending on uh, if I do it after Mass Effect or before Mass Effect, is a uh, Persona five. I want to play through that. I've heard it's really really fantastic. It's great. And honestly, I miss I'm missing school so much that I just want to <laughs> have that experience somehow. Yeah, like you picked up three houses as well, hoping for the same thing, right? Yeah, and oh my god. Yeah, the other reason I booted my Vita back up is I never finished P4G, so Persona 4 Golden, oh, and so I really good. want to get back to it while we have all this downtime. AJ, did you have any anything in your backlog you regret not getting to? And then I can go through a bit of what our audience is saying. Um, I mean, everything that I bought on Steam sale, <laughs> I regret not getting to. When I when I built my PC that I mentioned last week, uh, you know, it, your first PC, you can play all the things. So you buy all the things when they're on sale. Um, you know, I, I, I think Game Grumps has a, a, a series where they play through like a, a Steam back catalog or something like that. They or used to. Whatever. Yeah, they used to. Um, I, I haven't watched them for years, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I. It kind of ties into my my regret purchase of the Transformers game based on what I, I was told via a preview, but I was watching um, a giant bomb live stream of Mary Kish from uh, Gamespot playing Evolve. Yep. Oh yeah, and. <sighs> I regret buying that. <laughs> As do most people. She sold me on it and no one it played it. Really good and I bought it and then hated it. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, you hated it. Hated it's not it. Not a good game. It was not So the press loved that game. Good. And if I remember correctly at the time, um, I believe it was Vincent Janito who was still working for IGN at the time. Um, was really, really high on it because when they went to preview events, it was all very well-coordinated for them to play together. So you'd have the four versus one. It just never, like, it was really hard to get people together to do that and have that same responsiveness. So nobody was able to 
get that same mm-hmm. feeling out of it. And I think that's where you saw so much enthusiast press talking positively about it because they were put in a perfect atmosphere to play it. And then it got released in the public and it wasn't perfect at that point. Yeah, but you can look at other games of that nature that have come out. Something like uh, Final Fantasy Third or Final Fantasy. It's stuck in my head. Friday the 13th. There it is. Uh, with that asymmetric multiplayer or um, a game I was actually Daylight. just introduced to now. on a stream actually was Dead by Daylight. Mm. That yeah. is also incredibly popular in that asynchronous 1VX uh, mm-hmm. approach to multiplayer. So it does work. But if you don't have an audience that comes to your game, it's de- it's DOA. It's dead on arrival. I mean, I think the difference between something like Friday the 13th and Evolve, though, is that in Friday the 13th, you're not dead in the water if you can't communicate with your teammates. Yeah. That's true. Is that like that? Yeah. That's kind of the understanding that I got. That was the kind of problem with Evolve. You needed basically. to work together because the monster kept getting more powerful and more powerful. Especially, I think there were three evolutions of it. I never played it, but if I remember correctly, three evolutions yeah. of the yeah. monster. And by the third one, unless your guys are all working in tandem, the monster is going to kill you. Yeah. So I, I had like the experience with that I had because I, I, I gave it a, a somewhat decent shot in you know one night before I decided you know enough was enough and i just wasted 80 bucks um but playing on the oh, was that an 80 dollar game when it came out yeah i think something like it was a full price game at the time it was 2014 2015 yeah so yeah, it was probably um, 60 but even then it, that's that's a lot yeah yeah it was too much money for the amount of time i put into it um but no like i i felt completely disadvantaged as the solo monster regardless like when i go in with randoms probably because the 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 team of humans were a, a team of people who were playing together and i felt completely disadvantaged um jumping onto a team of humans uh, against the monster because nobody was talking to me so, so. Bef- before we go too deep down this asynchronous multiplayer rabbit hole that it sounds like we're going to, uh, let's go to the chat and see what people are writing in with in terms of their biggest backlog regrets. So we've got <sighs> Loki Mike in the chat, who is a friend of the show that likes to call me out in that he still yeah. wants to get back to the Division 2 and get the Platinum with me. Um, so he was part of the party that I put together, or that was put together. I don't think I was responsible. Um, and we were playing Division Two almost daily. When I like go back a few months in this show, and and uh, and I talk at length about it. But that's definitely a game that I also want to get back to, Mike. And we will, I promise. Eventually, one day, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Chumba in the chat saying Metal Gear Solid, which uh, yeah, that's that's on my list for sure. And I know it was brought yeah. up by Alex. Uh, Monarchy saying the Max Payne series, Kotor, which God they need to remake. Dead Rising, Bioshock, a lot of really good games that people just haven't found the time for. And hopefully, with all of this downtime that we've now been forced into, people get a chance to go back and... Like, I would not have pulled my Vita out of storage if this hadn't happened. I wouldn't have pulled my DS Lite out. But now we have some time. So if, if, you, if you're able to, take the time, enjoy something that you've been putting off, and, and really in, like embrace the the isolate like embrace this isolation period as a way to reconnect with things you may have lost. Hmm. i was not expecting the show to come full circle considering that we started it out talking about uh rogue legacy and how i got back into it with all of the free time that we currently are having 
You should go, everybody in the chat, I already talked a lot about this game. Go check out Rogue Legacy if you haven't yet. It's on it's sale right game. now on the Switch for anyone watching live. It's a great game. 100%. All right. Well, you've been watching or perhaps listening to Press YYZ, episode 12. 12. Next week, our topic of the show is going to be a new episode of Video Game Rehab, where we're going to be discussing a little series called it. Mass Effect. I have nothing to say. Can I be excused? Uh, you uh, have a week to... To work. pull out my PS3 and play through three 60-hour games? They're not 60 yes. hours. They're like 40 each. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, you guys... Can, someone's got a host. Go. Even if you guys are not... Like, I know you, Nathan, as well. Even if the two of you are not super familiar with this series certainly your opinions as people that are fresh and who don't have any experience in it uh, will still be valuable because obviously you will be able to help us figure out how to build the foundation for a brand new iteration it, of the series if and when it does it have happen. sex in it oh yes <laughs> yes guys come on yeah. the show can't be as thirsty be as final sorry. fantasy 7 remake there's well, blue aliens, we'll, we'll see there's about that purple aliens whatever color alien liara to sony is my waifu <laughs> Huh. If you want to continue to follow the exploits of Press YYZ uh, uh, when be, we're offline. Before we get to that, if you have anything you oh. want to say about Mass Effect, feel free to write into us on Twitter. That's By, by email, pressyyz at gmail.com. Message any of us on any of the platforms we were on, which Cozy will get to in a second. Yeah. And to that point, if you want to follow our exploits offline slash send in uh, your opinions about Mass Effect, uh, you can do so uh on our twitter account at press yyz or also uh at our gmail account press yyz at gmail.com you can follow yours truly on twitter at alex kazina <laughs> I, I was hoping that somebody would take the baton out of the air that i just you're the host you have to you have to normally get thrown yeah. to us otherwise we're all talking at the same time yeah and i talk about being polite polite right. well see, see we switched up a we switched up a couple of weeks ago to making it so that w no, we don't, we're not calling out specifically who says uh, what when we get to the part where we talk about what we've been doing over the past week. So I thought, in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. Anyways, all right, Mitch, you go first. Everywhere. I'm handing the baton over to you. Tw don't mess it up. Twitter, Instagram at Mr. Mitch George, Nathan. Uh, you can follow me at the underscore nmac on Twitter if you want to see some Animal Crossing stuff because uh, I post pictures there. But also follow me on ps4blog.net uh, where I write reviews for. This week, I posted reviews for Overpass, a mediocre off-road racer, uh, which focuses on getting around obstacles and over logs and things you wouldn't do. And a fairly good motorcycle game, TT Isle of Man Ride the Edge 2. So... Anyways, I'm going to throw it to Alex. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, I am blatantly Alex. And on Twitter, I am blatantly underscore Alex. And soon, I'm going to have a date with twitch.tv slash pressyyz, the channel you're currently watching. Or if you're listening, you should check it out with uh, the Steam Controller and Doom Eternal. So keep an eye out for... Keep an eye out on my Twitter for that because I have a feeling God, that I'm gonna both going to do something video-wise with it and... Uh, and also stream it as well. So keep an eye out for that. I feel like this could get a good amount of YouTube likes. I'm really excited. I've got some. I've got some ideas. Let me just say that. AJ, you now. Here, set right. up a controller camera for that. 
you can find me all over the internet uh, at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. All right, cool. And finally, last but not least, uh, if you enjoy Twitch as a platform and you're hoping that you could catch more of us on Twitch more often, I am going to be streaming from my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Live, in just a few minutes. So All right. stay tuned for that. All right, well, until next time, this is PressYYZ, signing off. Peace. Thanks for playing. Adios.